Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show. So today I'm so excited to have Sydney joining me. Sydney is totally an entrepreneur, a content creator, and she also is living the complete van life. And she's going to share with us how she got started with her work, typically as an influencer, and what this whole van life means, how we can live it too, and what she's doing in her everyday to continue to create a life that she loves. Sydney, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to have you. So now I think we need a really thorough background about how you got started in your business, what your business does and what you do. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I mean, just to give a little background on myself as well, I'm born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I went to uh, college in Chicago. I went to Columbia college, literally Columbia college, Chicago is what it's called. Um, it's an art school in the South loop of Chicago. And I went there for business and marketing, but a concentration in fashion, which is, although I use my business and marketing aspects of things, it's just funny that I majored in something like fashion and now I'm like a total minimalist with very very little clothing to my name um but then so I essentially my junior senior year of college I was working about 70 hours a week while also going to school because I kind of started part-time just working at restaurants and trying to you know make money while being in Chicago and like getting my degree and then it suddenly was like full-time and then I was an events manager for the restaurants and the hotel And it just like escalated within a handful of months. And I I did that job for about a year and a half, the events management. And I was just super, super unhappy, like increasingly unhappy with just where I was and what I was doing. And I knew that I needed some sort of change, I guess. And so I ended up taking an international trip with a friend that I had made from Belgium And uh, she kind of just introduced me to this idea of travel. So when I got back, I discovered van life and um, I kind of just started figuring out how I was going to make it happen. So I was saving all of my money and um, I kind of applied my savings to buying the van, building it out. But I obviously had no idea how I was going to earn an income on the road um, because you can't really have a stationary job. It's totally possible, but then you kind of lose a lot of the travel aspects of things. And so... Um, I knew I wanted to have a website to kind of just show my friends and family like what I was doing and answer their questions. And I wasn't really sure what I was going to do business wise on the road um, until I left. And I kind of had this free time and I still had savings. Um, And I I mean, I spent a while saving as much money as I possibly could. Um, And so I basically built my own website. I got really involved in the van life community right off the bat because I was like, looking for people and connection and relationships in this new weird world that I was living in. And people just kind of started reaching out in the van world initially to build their websites. And so that is how for the first, you know, six months to a year of me, I've been on the road now for three years. And I was just like, uh, monetizing my own website, trying to figure out the whole like, growing traffic to my social media platforms and to my website, while also making 
a substantial amount of my money through building other people's websites and freelancing that way. And like writing, I've always been really, really passionate about writing. And so having my own like blog and resource was super helpful for that. And then, um, I was like also freelancing for random publications, like, you know, insider and stuff like that. Um, Mm. and so, yeah, that just kind of grew and kept moving. And then as, you know, let's fast forward to now where I've been on the road, like I said, for three years, I have grown my social media platforms to a pretty, I don't want to say like substantial. I mean, I have a long ways to go, but like where I am now, when I work with partners and I get to choose which brands, you know, I, I work with, that's one aspect of my revenue. I mean, I I always think it's also smart to have several different ways of making money, especially when you're doing something remotely. Um, because I don't have a lot of control. I don't have a paycheck every two weeks coming in. And so with Mm -hmm. that uncertainty, I just like having various ways of doing this. So now I monetize my social media platforms, like I mentioned with partnering, uh, with brands and stuff like that. And then I also, uh, have a website that I monetize. And I also have a podcast just like this one, Mm -hmm. uh, where I talk to other people on the road, interview them, talk about my life on the road, like how to find overnight parking and different aspects. And I monetize the podcast as well, um, with a lot of the ads that I even get to do on Instagram. So I can kind of sell it as like a package deal. Like I can write a blog post on my website. I can do stuff on Instagram for you and I can do an ad on the podcast and you can kind of package that up, make it look really pretty and tell them for a set price. Um, I can do all of these different things. Mm, So creative. That is very creative. And I think also that's going to be inspirational for a lot of people who are kind of like, I'm not really sure if I have like a thing, you know, but I know that I want to share my life. I want to share my story and I can build a following. How can I monetize that? And I think you just said it right there by kind of doing these different creative ways of working with people, putting ads on your podcast, advertising on Instagram, uh, and that can really help you to support your lifestyle. So what did you think you were going to be doing when you grew up, like when you were really younger? Did you imagine that you would be traveling all around the country in a van today? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, never. I just didn't really travel growing up. Like that wasn't really a part of my childhood experience. You know, we maybe went to Florida and visited like my dad's parents who lived in Florida at the time. And so like, I just didn't really have that much experience traveling at all, which I think, you know, getting into adulthood is really what sparked like oh wow like Europe which is where I went with that friend like that's it was no longer a place on TV it was no longer unattainable like I realized it was an actual place on the very globe I lived on and like you know it just becomes a lot more uh reasonable although it's expensive totally expensive like to travel and whatnot it just became not impossible anymore um Mm -hmm. So growing up, I never thought I was going to end up doing anything like traveling. I I really wanted to be something with animals, like involved in animals. It's so random now. But and I also when I was growing up, like an influencer didn't exist, like social media didn't really exist to what it is now. Um, And so I was like super passionate about animals. And I always just wanted to do like veterinarian work or like I had this like dream. I know as a kid to be like a dolphin trainer, like I'm obsessed with dolphins. Oh, really? Oh, that's so funny. Young baby. But like when I was in like high school, I went through this phase of like, I 
want to be a marine biologist. I want to actually train dolphins now. Like it was just a mm-hmm. whole crazy thing. But yes, totally. Get yes, it. that's exactly. I, I was was banking on going to school for marine biology. And then like <laughs> high school science classes and marine biology actually came about. And I was like, oh, this is Never not mind. my avenue. Never yeah, not. <laughs> I am not a science brained person. And so yeah. then I started learning more about marketing and business. And like, that is really where I've just always kind of thrived, I guess. Like I have a natural, you know, uh, instinct for it, I think. And then also I'm just passionate about it. I love marketing. I love getting to see the success of other businesses and brands. And then just the absolute privilege of getting to grow my own has been something I did not see coming whatsoever, but it's incredible. And it, you know, has a thousand hard days, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit as well. But, um, it, it, you know, on the good days where you're growing your own business, there's nothing better. Like there's no better, just high feeling than having a really successful day and feeling like you've kind of done it relatively on your own. Yes, absolutely. And, and you're also right. Like we are going to talk about the hard days and I think, I think before we go there, people should go to your Instagram. So you are at, um, divine on the road. Yes, D-I-V-I-N-E. People always okay. ask how to spell divine. So divine on the road, pretty much anywhere. My website's divineontheroad.com. Instagram is divine on the road. That's okay. me. <laughs> okay. And I say that because I want people to really go there and like take a look at your amazing work so that they can really get the vibe, grab the vibe and see that like, oh my goodness, like this is what it looks like to create your own life by design. You know, whether you want to, you know, I'm talking to the audience, like whether you guys are trying to necessarily um, do the van life thing or do something completely different, I think like you're really showing people like what's possible and that you can live out your dream in whatever way that means to, you know, for you. But there are hard days and there are hurdles when you're thinking about creating a life your way and, and kind of living creatively. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the hurdles that you've experienced as you've been moving towards kind of charting your own path? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, like I said earlier, I prefer having different avenues of making money and immediately starting off the bat, you don't really, you can't do five different things at one time. You're still figuring out the first one. Like when I was trying to figure out how to build websites, what I'm doing, I'm fumbling my way through this one way. I didn't have time to focus so much on Instagram or focus so much on these other things, a podcast or, um, you know, just I, I like now I'm kind of creating a coffee brand, which I'll talk about later, but I didn't have time to do those things. And so you only are stuck with this like one way. And so I think that was the hardest time for me was, like I said, it is inconsistent. And, you know, I would have a client who wants me to do their social media and do their website stuff because I'm not making enough on my own. So I'm working for them. And then they call me and tell me that, you know, they they've grown enough or I've done whatever I needed to do or they don't have the money anymore to have a social media person, whatever the case was, like you lose a big client like that. And I mean, you just do not know what your next month is going to look like. You immediately are now on the search for a job and for money Um, and you're on the road. So I can't, I mean, I, I could walk into a coffee shop, get a job, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's important too, to just showcase the fact that you can live on the road and have a stationary job, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted, I did this so that I could travel. I didn't do this just so I could live in a van. And so I don't want to walk into 
a random job and have to work there. And so I'm just net then scouring the internet of uh, the, you know, that first year I was on the road trying to get my next client, my next job who needs social media work. I literally would, I had business cards and I would walk into small businesses and be like, who's doing your website, who's running your social media. Um, if you ever need someone like, please let me know. Mm. And, and so I think just the stress of that, it, you know, I'm, I'm already prone to anxiety. And yeah. so the stress of that was just really difficult. Um, but even on the hard days I was, and I know everyone's experiences are different, but even the harder days of me doing this have been so much better than my best days doing what I was doing before this. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was genuinely that unhappy working the amount of hours. Like I was 22 years old working 70 hours a week at a restaurant being berated by my bosses, um, in just a really unhealthy industry, like the restaurant industry in Chicago. And Mm -hmm. so even the hurdles and the bad days of doing what I do now, I just, and thankfully there are less bad days or at least the bad days now are not as bad because I have, mm. I have the, the different avenues figured out now. Um, and so if one falls through, I still have other things to back me up, but uh, starting your own business is stressful. It's hard. It's not, it's definitely not easy whatsoever. And I mean, even with my coffee brand, which is what I'm trying to kind of create right now. And we're towards the end, there's still just like, a thousand hurdles of what kind of bags you want. What kind of this do you want? Well, if you choose this, which is what you really want, it's going to be four times the amount of money. And then I'm investing a huge chunk of what I have, you know, and it's like, you never know what the return is going to be as an entrepreneur. Like I'm going to invest and take all this risk. What am am I going to make a profit or am I just going to be out all of that money? Like Mm. you really, you always have to be strengthening your relationship with an audience. And that's why I focus so much on social media and showcasing who I am, what this lifestyle is about so that I feel really connected to my audience Yeah. because then it it does nothing but help me. I mean, first of all, feel like I have friends and support and all this positivity in a community I love dearly, but then secondhand, when I risk, you know, putting so much into an investment when it comes to like the coffee brand or whatever, um, I'm, I can have a better chance at obviously turning a profit and like the success of the brand. And I mean, you're doing so many amazing things. It's like not just the van life, but also spinning this whole piece about creating a product since you have an audience that you love working with and you love supporting and they love supporting you. I think it's like genius to also couple that with doing something and endorsing or creating a brand that you're super excited to share with them. Um, It's, it's really, I think it really does demonstrate how multi-talented you are. And I think it's encouraging for a lot of other women to see that you don't have to just be doing one thing, that you can totally be creating a life that you love while you're offering your gifts and your talents in a variety of ways. So thank you for sharing that story. I think that's super helpful. So I'd love to talk about van life in general because I'm dying to know more about it. I know, first, let me just say, I know nothing about this life. Like I am a very new traveler. I've only started traveling once I launched my business eight years ago and I did all of the US, I did the Caribbean, I did Europe. And I think, you know, I'm gonna start to explore some other places, we'll see. But I've never done any of that in a car or, you know, road trip. Actually, I did do a road trip down south, but it wasn't like in a van, it wasn't in an RV. And I told you before the show that my husband and I were going to rent an RV. We live in the New York City area. We were going to come from Jersey through New York up to the Hamptons, 
up and then over to Rhode Island to Vermont and come back down. But I was freaking out because I knew nothing about showers. I knew nothing about <laughs> where to stop to get food and we're in the middle of COVID. So before we go into the nitty gritty, because I want to pick your brain about that, tell us where have you traveled on your van? Like what have you seen as a traveler living this lifestyle? Yeah. So I started in Indiana. That's where I uh, was born and raised. And so I started in the Midwest. And then my first goal was San Diego. Like I was like, everyone talks about California. Why is it so special? Why is it so great? I want to go see it for myself. Because again, even a place like California, which is the same country I was in growing up, it was like, outlandish to think that LA was just not even in the realm of possibility. And so then I went to school in Chicago and Chicago, like, you know, kind of heightened that awareness. And so when I got in the van, I was like, I'm seeing LA, I'm seeing San Diego. I want to see like the city. And so I went to San Diego first. Um, and then I did all of California and I was actually lived in a van before the current van I'm in now. So this is when I was doing this trip. Um, I went up North. I think I went into Oregon for the first time. Then I did Colorado, Arizona, Utah. Um, you know, I think that was about eight months of just a lot of random places. I spent a lot of time in San Diego. It is amazing when it comes to like road life. There's so many people in vans there and they're just very open-minded to the idea. Yeah. And so then I went back to Indiana just to visit my family. It had been a while. I ended up building out this second van um, and the sold the one before that. And so then my, in this van, my first place was Yellowstone. And there had been, I mean, we, there's really no reason to go into too much detail, but I had like gotten out of a relationship. There was a breakup. And so that this was in between like the transitional time, I guess, of getting into my second van. And so yeah. I had just, it was a little bit of stress there. And then building out the second van was slightly stressful. And so I got a dog. This is when I got my dog. And I put her in the passenger seat as soon as the, the van build was done, got in the driver's seat and just like drove straight from Indiana to Yellowstone National Park, which is in Wyoming. Yeah. And um, it was just like mind blowing how beautiful this place was. Like, I feel like the first leg of this trip was kind of just showing myself how possible it was. But then when I got into my second van, I felt so much more like empowered and just like ready to crush it. And so I went to Yellowstone just below Yellowstone still in Wyoming is the Grand Tetons, which are these beautiful, beautiful mountains. And I pulled into so I did Yellowstone in one whole day. And then I pulled into the Grand Tetons that night to sleep there. And then I was going to do the Grand Teton Park the following day. And I just like turned the car off, looked at this dog I had just got and this van I had just built and started sobbing in front of these mountains because I was just like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. Like, even though I'd already done it kind of in the first van, that trip just felt a lot different. This yeah. felt this just felt like I'm doing what I meant to be doing right now. Like my business was finally doing well. And so since then I've done, I mean, Montana, I think I already mentioned like Colorado, Utah, I've, I was in California for a month. I actually quarantined outside of Joshua Tree National Park, uh, which wow. is in Southern California. Yeah. And yeah, so then I went to Washington recently for the first time. I've been all over the place. I haven't done much of the East Coast yet. Um, yeah. I did Toronto. I cut through New York to go into Toronto. And mm -hmm. I, so I did Montreal and Quebec. But then mm -hmm. I didn't end up doing um, the Northeast of the actual states. So I still need to go that direction. 
Wow, that sounds like an amazing experience. And I think even if like people are not super into like the 100% needing to live in a van full time for forever, I'm sure people want to experience that California trip on the road in a van in an RV, like because it is absolutely beautiful. So yeah. what do you recommend folks have as newbies who are thinking about this road life for at least a little while or, or maybe as an adventure? What do you recommend you absolutely need to have with you on the road in the van in order to make sure that you are well taken care of, for lack of a better word? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think just having enough like like make sure there's ways to cook like you want to feel comfortable when it comes to your like basics right like when it comes to eating you don't want to feel like you have to be snacking all the time because that's also a way for your budget to get out of hand if you're just eating out every single meal um and a lot of newer people end up doing that and so making sure that you have propane on deck if you're gonna have a propane stove um making sure that you're like before you ever leave on the road trip let's say you rented an rv i would test to make sure your fridge is on it's cold, it's working, your stove is ready, you have propane, the propane tank is working. Um, making sure all of those, like, you know, those checks go down the, the list of things, just making sure everything is good, you have no problems. Uh, making sure you have a way of going to the bathroom and figuring that out. Typically in an RV, that's not going to be an issue. Um, I think for newbies, RVs are probably, especially if you're with a partner or a family or something like that, I think RVs are probably a, be a better way to go. Um, a van is pretty extreme. I definitely went from like zero to a hundred very quickly. So I think having like a little bit of extra you're brave. space. You're brave. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I loved it, but I don't, I never want to be like, oh, anyone would love living in a van. Cause that's just, just not true. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, but I think everyone would love the experience of going on road trips and whatnot. Um, yeah. I think having a few apps installed on your phone to make sure that you have places where you can sleep at night. There are apps that you can download like iOverlander and Campendium, and they will tell you campgrounds, um, how much they cost. They'll tell you free campsites that you can utilize. Um, there's all kinds of things that they'll tell you where you can get water, where you can dump your toilets, which are a, a thing you have to worry about on the road. Um, and then in an RV, typically we'll have a shower, but you also have like limited water. You have a water tank. And so I always recommend having a backup plan for showers, whether that's going to be a gym membership or you, do, you know different yoga studios that typically have showers. Um, a lot of like paid campgrounds will have like a shower facility um, as long as you're comfortable doing something like that. But yeah, just having like, make sure you don't feel like something you require. Like if you require a daily shower, make sure that you have that figured out because you don't want to get on the road and then feel like you're just making these sacrifices of like your basic living. Like you're going to be making sacrifices in terms of space and like any kind of luxuries that you're used to. Um, but you really don't want to sacrifice like your requirements or your basics. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. It's so I'm so glad that you talked about like the, the personal pieces of this because shower and toilet were the first things that came to my mind. And yeah, I'm so glad that you said even if you're not comfortable and I don't want to offend any campground people because my husband, he took Boy Scouts and like, you know, there is a lot of people who are into that life. That's not me. I need like a little bit more luxury. So I love that yeah. you you can get a membership at a gym and take their go in their shower because SoulCycle has some great showers. <laughs> right. No, so for sure. I'm really, I'm really glad that you said that because that kind of took me over the edge. Like, ah, I didn't even think about that. I could totally like get a gym membership and just 
find out where those local gyms are and stop there for your shower, toilet, whatever, and then get back on the road and keep on going. And that just made it so much more doable. Thank you. And it also is just nice to have like even more of an excuse to be working out. And I don't ever like push people to have to work out, but it's like, if you're going to have a gym membership, you're about to get in the shower or you might as well hit a sweaty, a sweaty, like, you know, soul cycle class or hit the gym for 30 minutes and then get in the shower. Um, and so it's just kind of like a helpful cause it, it's so easy on vacation or road trips to be like, you know what, I'm not working out at all. Um, yeah. and so I think just kind of maintaining even that little bit of a healthy aspect of it will also benefit your feelings about the road trip in general, like keeping that kind of routine. Um, it always makes people feel better about it. I think than like just a total vacation. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Now I'd like to know about decor. So like the interior, making the interior of your living space comfortable when you're on the road, what have you done? Like in terms of sleeping and, you know, bedding, and I don't know if there's a TV in there, or if you just use your iPhone, like what kind of interior things have you done to really help you feel like at home while you're seeing the world? Yeah, so I, starting with the kitchen, I have a full kitchen, I have counters, I have drawers, I have cabinets, oh like, people often think, you know, when I say I live in a van, that I'm, like, sitting on the floor, like, <laughs> with a with a little blanket and a pillow, and they're just like, I'm so sorry, like, do you need money? And I'm like, no, I spent my life savings on this van, it's honestly nice. If if you picture, like, I'm, we've all seen photos of really cute, modern, tiny homes, yeah. like, I, I did that, but inside of a vehicle, that's all it is. Um, and so I have a sink with running water the way you would any other sink. I have a stove. I have a fridge with a freezer. Um, and then in the back, I have tons of clothing storage and I have a king size bed in a van. I know. Wow. Um, Wow. And so, yeah, I, I love, I prioritize having a huge bed because I have a golden retriever who takes up half the bed herself. Um, <laughs> and so I, I needed a lot of space. And in terms of watching TV, I have an iPad. And so I can also like use my phone and work on Instagram and stuff with just like my iPad on an iPad stand. And mm -hmm. I can just play Netflix on that while, you know, being able to use my phone and even my laptop if I have to. Um, Cause wow. I mean, working, working online, I have no choice, but to like have a variety of devices. Um, because yeah. um, that literally is my work equipment. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, it is a van. So I don't really have much else. There's a full kitchen and a full bed. And and how then, is that powered? Like, how did you get water? And I'm sure, like, mm. without, you know, I, I'm sure you can't give all the details because we would be here. You'd be teaching a class since I'm such a novice. <laughs> but, like, how, you know, at a high level, like, how did that even work? <laughs> yeah, so I have, um, I don't know why I didn't mention that, but I have four solar panels on the roof. They're mounted on the roof of the van. And so those solar power, those solar panels are powered throughout the day when the sun is out. And they charge these two big batteries. And from those batteries, I have electricity. So I have lights. I, the running water is a 12-volt uh, water pump. And so that works. Anytime I turn the faucet on, the 12-volt water pump is charged through the batteries. And the water just goes right through. Um, you don't have to, like, see any of that process. It just works like a sink. But that's how it technically works. And then the fridge is powered through those batteries. Um, my stove is a butane stove. So it's, like, a little... Uh, we're more familiar with propane. It's no different, but it's just this little canister of like gas and you turn that on, powers up the stove. Um, they're very common in like the camping world. And yeah. how did you learn how to do all of that? I mean, did, was this just like a YouTube Google thing or are you just gifted? This is, that is oh. genius. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not... 
not gifted at all. That's why I always say, if I can figure this out, first of all, anyone can figure it out, but even any woman can figure this out and do it like herself, maybe not the entire build, but like I went to a carpenter who had no experience in this and I just did a tremendous amount of research. Um, and now that's where, that's really why I built my website was so that it could act as a resource where I can point you in the direction of whatever question you have, because I was having to like just scavenger hunt the entire internet to like yes. find my answers and I don't want people to have to read so many blogs so many videos and so I tried to kind of categorize things to make it a lot easier on my own website um yes. But yeah, I just did a lot of research and then I went to the carpenter. He was my dad's friend. And I was like, you already know how to build pretty looking things. And I've done all this research as a team. I think we can figure this out. And he was totally down for it. Um and then you know, a few months later, we had ourselves a little van house. Here we are. Here we are. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Sydney, thank you so much for sharing your story. I have to ask you, what has been your greatest win so far being in this amazing creative business designed by you? I honestly do think it's, you know, money's never like my goal, although money is great. Love it. I'm trying to build a successful business. Um, but I think the drastic difference in mental health that I like I value my mental health over and everything because it it runs everything um mm -hmm. it affects all aspects of my life and I think following something and trusting my gut you know I went from even though I was miserable I went from a really well-paying job in Chicago with an apartment and stability um to something that was so scary so risky I had no idea if it was going to work and you hear these stories and it's hard to imagine yourself doing them I feel like before you make that jump you're like okay it's easy for all these other people to make that jump but I could never do it and like it really just takes you know, I think sometimes kind of divine timing, like, you know, ran like a few bad days in a row at my job was like the, just the, this crazy kick in the pants I needed. I had finally like had absolute enough. Um, and so, yeah, I just think after taking that risk, realizing even at the beginning, not having as much money in my bank account as I once did, but knowing I could get there, um, doing that all myself and building my confidence and having that kind of control. And yeah, I don't know, just, I felt this drastic increase in my mental health and just feeling like I was confident. I was in control of my life. I decided to make that jump. I did it. Uh, no one told me to. In fact, many people told me not to, and I did it anyways. And I, I had a vision in my head and I trusted that vision over anyone else's like opinions and telling me not to do something. Like I just knew what I saw in my head was what I wanted. And I followed that. And I am very grateful that I did. I'm sure you're grateful and the world is grateful too, because you are doing such an awesome job of embodying what it looks like to just create a life that you are so lit up about. Absolutely yes. love it. If you could look back and give your 10 year younger self any piece of advice, what would it be? Um, I think I would tell myself, first of all, to be a lot nicer to myself, um, <laughs> but also not to feel I guess just, I mean, kind of along with what I was just saying, but trust who I felt like I was. I mean, I'm 25. So 10 years ago, I was 15 years old. I was like pretty young in high school, but I wanted to be like 
the cool kid in school. I wanted to be like the pretty girl. I wanted, I went to college at an art school. I wanted to be like the coolest art kids. I wanted to be like my favorite person at the restaurant. I always wanted to be like someone else. And I never took pride in my own weirdness and uniqueness and uh, like the girl inside who wanted to live in a van and be the weirdo of society I just like didn't really allow myself to be her and I wanted to be anyone else and I think I would tell myself to trust who I felt like I was and to stop letting these external people who are not doing anything on purpose but stop letting anything you know influence who I'm becoming like I need to really look a lot more inward. Um, and I'm happy I found yoga because yoga and meditation is really, I think, what led me to a lot of this. I, I found that while working at the restaurant and just sitting in silence and like really looking inward um, taught me to kind of stop looking for what I wanted to be. Um, and instead just kind of sit with myself and realize I had it all along. <laughs> you, had it all along. you had it and you have it all along. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am so gracious and thankful that you came on the show to share your story. How can our audience find and support you? Yes. So I uh, am divine on the road. Like I said, my name is Sydney Furbrash, uh, but you can just look up D-I-V-I-N-E on the road and you can see all things van life. I also do have a podcast. Um, I'm assuming anyone listening is into podcasts um, and that is called My Solo Road. It is all about my life on the road, having dogs on the road and a lot of other people who might be in a partnership or, you know, slightly different from how I'm doing things so that people can hear all different experiences. Um, I also recently started the the kid platform of what I thought it was, TikTok. I feel like, you know, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I will judge little... you. I'm probably older than you, and I spend, like, literally every waking hour on TikTok. So. <laughs> I know. Well, I thought it was like, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get on it, and I'm going to scroll, and I'm never going to do TikTok. I'm just going to watch other people do it. And then I heard an Ed Sheeran, like, quote of some kind, and Ed Sheeran talked about how he doesn't do social media because he'd rather be creating than consuming and I was like I'm just I was like if I'm going to consume TikTok then I have no excuse to create on it um and so yeah I ended up actually now I I make TikTok videos about van life and it was totally worth it now I'm obsessed with it and I I love making videos there so yeah that's Divine on the Road as well and you can just look up Divine on the Road anywhere and find me awesome Cindy and what about the coffee brand like when is that coming out how will Mm. they put that out yeah, so I will definitely like blast it, um, you know, all over my social media stuff. But I, that is, it's very fun. So, like I said, my name is Divine on the Road, um, and so the coffee brand is going to be Divine on the Roast. And um, I have two dogs, Ella and Pearl, and so the two roasts are going to be Ella Espresso and Pick Me Up Pearl, and that will. That'll be launched in about a month. Um, And um, coffee has always just been something that's like, me and my dad always shared kind of that moment in the morning before the rest of the family woke up. I've always loved coffee um, and I've always enjoyed that part of my day in the van. Like it's always kind of been my favorite part of the day. Um, And so yeah, coffee was already like intertwined in a lot of what I share with my audience. So I was like, I need to start making my own. Add in another avenue of some kind of, you know, profit and, and business. So that's hey. what we're working on now. I love it. I love it. Cindy, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I can't wait to have you back. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. So fun. <laughs> well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. Anne. To learn more about how to live your life by design, grab a freebie at sheheelstheworld.com forward slash freebie.